absolutely no idea where the weekend went. It just kind of flew by. We had a busy weekend overall. As I've mentioned, I was DJing. I was out discoing on Saturday night for a 60th birthday, which was very, very nice. And they were lovely people. And on Sunday, we went for a little walk with the dog. And then somehow we ended up at the Mall. Mainly because George has decided, so George is, as you know, my 12-year-old, George has decided to launch a new YouTube channel based on fragrances, because that appears to be the thing these days. Whereas when I was a young lad, climbing a tree, riding your bike, that was what we were all up to. No, now it's all about fragrances. We went to Harrods Beauty, and we had a little mooch about, and George did some videos for his YouTube channel around, well, reviewing fragrances, which was surreal, but it was all good. And then following that, I said, well, while we're out here, should we grab a little bit of lunch? So we went to TGI Fridays for our dinner, which was uh, which was good. So that was all fine and dandy. So we had a nice weekend, finish it off with a trip to TGI Fridays. Today, Vicky's in the office. George is at school. William's got a, so I don't know why schools need to have an extra kind of in-service day. So they've had a week's holiday, but now William's off for another day because it's uh, it's an in-service day. So I don't, I don't really understand it all. I'm home with William. However, obviously, I'm doing lots of my work here in the studio. Welcome to another episode of Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Welcome to my home and the studio here in beautiful Lime Bay. Lola the puppy is curled up on her little beanbag right behind me. So she's here keeping me company. And just on patrol, making sure everything's fine. Thank you for joining both Lola and myself for our regular late night visit to those dusty studio archives of old time radio shows right here at my home on the south coast of the United Kingdom. I'm Brett, I'm your host for our nighttime podcast. Welcome to another episode. Please do check out our social media, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. They're all called Brett's old time radio show, so it should be easy enough to follow us. We've also got a supporter page at patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Time now for our Monday edition of Hancock's Half Hour. This one is brilliant. It's called The Childhood Sweetheart, and I hope you love it. We present Tony Hancock, Sidney James, Bill Kerr, and Kenneth Williams in... <laughs> Hancock's Half Hour. Bill, what's the date? It's the 25th. The 25th? I thought it was. The 25th, after all these years, it's arrived. Yeah, it happens every month. (laughs) Not this 25th. This is a special 25th. This is the 25th. What are you talking about? Today. The 25th, I have to meet someone. So? I meet people every day. I don't make an issue out of it. Why do you always have to make a mystery out of everything? Every second we're getting older. Do you realise that as I'm talking this very minute, all your working parts are slowing down, wearing out, slowly falling to bits, grinding themselves to a standstill until one day... Thank you very much. I did enjoy that. I didn't realise we were falling to bits. (laughs) See what you've done, you've set him off now. (laughs) Be holding his breath and looking in the mirror all day now, waiting for something to drop off. (laughs) You're all right, Bill, you're going like a bomb, mate. You're ticking away there like a mad thing. 
Don't worry, you've got four or five years left in you yet. <laughs> well, stop him talking like that. It worries me. Oh, blimey, you've got to face up to the truth someday. You can't bury yourself in your Mickey Mouse books all your life. <laughs> oh, why can't you intellectuals leave us simple people alone? What, him? Sit? <laughs> An intellectual? That thing there? <laughs> Lying on the ottoman, scratching himself? <laughs> That's your idea of an intellectual, is it? Well, heaven preserve us. An intellectual? Him? <laughs> Anything he knows about books is how to run them. Well, anyway, he's cleverer than I am. Everybody is cleverer than you are. <laughs> how did all this start, anyway? Because you said it was the 25th. Good grief, yes, the 25th. Why am I standing here chit-chatting to the likes of you? I have an important engagement to keep. What engagement? 25 years ago today, I made a pact. Who with? My childhood sweetheart, Olive Locksmith. When we said goodbye, we pledged to meet again 25 years later, and today is the day. Where are you meeting her? At the same place where we said goodbye. Outside Le Café de la Belle Marguerite, Chiswick. <laughs> she was beautiful and life was wonderful. We were nine years old and madly in love. I tied a bit of cotton round her finger and we swore our eternal undying love. And it wasn't to be. They tried to tell us we were too young, but that was nonsense. I could have kept it. I, I was earning good money on the paper round. But no, there was another problem. We didn't understand it. What can two young people in love know about such things as class distinction? You see, my father was only a tram conductor. It was hopeless from the start, you see. Our father was a driver. Well, you couldn't cut across barriers like that. There was ten bob a week difference straight away. Oh, they tried to be kind to me about it. My father gave me some advice. Stick to your own station in life, son, and don't get hurt, he said. She's not for you. Money marries money, he said. Give up this hopeless quest. It was room at the top all over again. <laughs> and to make sure that we never met again, her parents moved. He got transferred from the 67s at Tottenham to the 34s at Clapham Common. <laughs> we were heartbroken. It was the end of the world. Life held no further meaning for us. I was right off my cornflakes for days. <laughs> I lost interest in my conkers. I tried to find solace in me fag cars, but it was no good. Everywhere I looked, all I could see was her sweet face smiling at me through the misty film that covered me up. Oh, God, blind. Life was an empty shell, an abyss of black despair. Then came the day to part. I put on my best Cubs uniform with the red and, with the red and green woggle and we met secretly. I shall never forget that last meal together. Two bars of chocolate with holes in. And a bottle of fizzy cherryade. We kissed goodbye and she put on her roller skates and was off down the pavement. It was at that last meeting we swore to remain true to each other, to remain single and meet again 25 years later, to see if we still felt the same way about each other. I have kept my part of the bargain, and today we shall meet again after all these years. How does he know we're fallen to bits? <laughs> you haven't been listening to a word I've been saying, have you? Yeah, you were telling us about some bird you were knocking about with. Uh, um, uh... She lived on a tram and she was eating chocolate with holes in on her skates. 
I was talking about Olive, my sweetheart. And a load of old rubbish it was, too. Oh, and of course, I didn't expect you to understand. How could a man like you ever hope to understand the sensitive world of two children who've discovered the wonder of innocent love for the first time? Innocent love? If I'd been your old man, I'd have given you a thump round the ear all and kicked you up to bed. I don't think I've ever met such a crude man in my life. Entirely lacking in any human understanding whatsoever. Not an ounce of poetry in you, is there? Oh, yes, there is. When I was eight, I wrote a poem. Oh, more of a lament, it was. It's about the first horse I ever backed, coming second. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I called it, Send Him Back to the Knacker's Yard. <laughs> oh, yes, very sentimental. The words of a true aesthetic. I doubt if you've ever experienced the poignancy of true love. I can tell I know the type of man you are. You don't like love pictures, do you? Whenever Joan Crawford comes on at the Golden Dome, you tip your hat over your eyes and go to sleep. How you could have snored all through that one of hers with Rock Hudson, I do not know. <laughs> when he walked to the door carrying her lifeless body after the operation had failed, there wasn't a dry bit left on me paisley scar. Oh, that, was... <laughs> that stuff's not for me. I know that. I know that. The only love film I've ever seen you enjoy was that French one, where the hero got a bullet right in his mush just when he thought he had her. <laughs> and she went off her rocker and jumped in front of the train. You thought that was marvellous, didn't you? Giggling all the way home you were. <laughs> well, I have a little more tenderness in me, mate. I said I'm a romantic and an idealist to boot. I shall go forth and meet my Juliet, and our love of yesteryear will blossom forth anew into the many splendid thing it was, then, once again, also. <laughs> Olive! Olive! <laughs> Wherefore art thou, Olive? <laughs> Perhaps she's fallen to bits like we are. <laughs> You're getting on my nerves, you know that, don't you? <laughs> the love Olive and I had for each other was a very real thing. Not to be mocked at by uncouth yobbos like you two. All right, so it was real and tender and you're breaking my heart. But how do you know she's going to be there? She'll be there. The date was engraved on our hearts in words of fire. We've lived for this day for 25 years. I will bet you that she's married and she's got 15 kids. <laughs> she won't be married. We were meant for each other. And now, William, if you'll kindly lend me your fancy waistcoat and a pound note, I'll be off. Oh, you're going to give her a good time, are you? Naturally. I've always been noted as a big spender. I've always known how to wine and dine a lady. <laughs> I think with Olive, a bottle of Spanish burgundy and half a plate of scampi, we'll be off to a good start. <laughs> Look, Tub, before, before you go, I, uh, I know it's none of my business, but do you intend to marry this old boiler? <laughs> Certainly, that is, of course, if the, old if the young lady in question will still have me. Don't you think you're taking a bit of a chance, mate? I mean, 25 years is a long time. Women change. And none of them for the better. And after all, she was nine when you last saw her. She's 34 now. Age has no meaning with a love like ours. Yeah, she's forgotten all about you. Tend to once she don't turn up. I keep telling you we're betrothed. I gave her me woggle. <laughs> and she was a girl guide. She knew what it meant for a cub to give his woggle away. 
Oh, dearie me, no. You can't break a promise that's been sealed with a woggle. <laughs> Found you for life, that did. One woggle, one girl. <laughs> no, Sid, she'll be there. You don't think she's been out with anybody else in 25 years, then? No, she wouldn't dare. What about you, mate? What about all those birds you've been out with? Was well, nothing serious, merely ships that pass in the night. Well, there were a few old trap steamers among that lot. <laughs> Yes, well, not a word to Olive about them. She might not understand. She always was a jealous girl. I think I'll borrow your two-tone golf shoes as well, Bill. You want the Argyle socks? No, I'll be wearing the spats tonight. I wouldn't mind your Italian raincoat with the brass buckle. Or in the Frank Sinatra hat with a little feather in it. A cigarette holder and the dark glasses. Anything of mine you want to borrow? No, thank you. Don't wish to appear flashy. <laughs> oh, Bill, can I borrow the tie? Which one? The one with the hand-painted picture of Sydney Arbour Bridge on it. Always fancied that. And I'll have one of your green shirts and the box-calf gloves with the saddle stitching around the fingers. Why don't you just stay at home and send Bill instead? Well, I think we ought to go along... You're not. She's mine. This is going to be a very personal and a very beautiful moment. Yeah, but you might miss her. How are you going to recognise her after all these years? That's a point. We didn't think of that. When you're nine, you don't ever think about growing up. Well, it's a racing cert, indeed. She won't recognise you, boy. You must have put on about 14 stones since those days. She won't have the faintest idea what you look like. I've got it. Why don't you put your Cubs outfit on? <laughs> you sure a kangaroo didn't jump on you when you were a child? <laughs> of all the idiotic suggestions... Even if it fitted me, you surely don't think I'd flash my knees in their present condition for all the world to see. Perhaps you're right. Perhaps you had better come along, just in case. Yes, we're less likely to miss her with three of us looking. Come on, hurry up. The rendezvous is at midday. Oh, I'm getting really excited. I'm going to see my little Olive again after all this time. I'm glad I remained pure all these years. <laughs> Save myself for her. It's been a great strain fighting off all those other women, but... Somehow today, it all seems well worthwhile. <laughs> well, here we are then, all dressed up. What do I look like? Just what I was thinking. What does it look like? <laughs> well, come on then, let's get it over with. <laughs> Where is this restaurant? What is it? Marguerite's Belle or something? It is Le Café de la Belle Marguerite. And it's just round the corner. Wait a minute, let's stop. Don't let's go round the corner. She might be standing there waiting. I've got to compose myself before I meet her. Hello, I've come over all funny. Oh dear, my heart's fluttering. Where's my mauve smelling salts? Oh, ah! Can it get up your nose? Oh, my eyes, my eyes. Joe like opening a packet of camembert. <laughs> come on, come on, pull yourself together. You don't want her to see you in this state. I'll be all right. Hang on, Bill. Poke your head round the corner and see if there's anybody waiting outside the restaurant. Well, anybody there? Can't see anybody. Well, isn't there a beautiful girl there? No. Are you sure? No one standing outside the restaurant? I'm not sure. What do you mean you're not sure? There isn't a restaurant there, either. <laughs> oh, what an idiot he is. Let me have a look. It's the fourth one along. 
Oh. There isn't a restaurant here. We've come to the wrong place. No, we haven't. We must have done. 25 years is a long time. Your memory's got rusty. Are you implying I'm getting senile? My memory isn't in the least bit rusty. This is the right place. I remember the names of the streets. The corner of Oil Drum Lane and Cairo Road. Well, it's no good standing here with three heads poking round a corner. People think we're crackers. That restaurant was the fourth place along. Let's have a look. Now, come on. There we are. Look, look. There's the cycle shop. There's the sweet shop. The fishing tackle shop. And the next one was the restaurant. Well, it's not now. It's a laundry. The Gatton Bright Bag Wash Limited. What's the time? Five past twelve. Oh, I bet Olive's been and gone. She was a stranger around here even in those days. She'd probably thought she'd come to the wrong place and left. Well, you never know. She might have gone into the cleaning shop and asked. As I thought, I'll go in and see. Good afternoon. I can't get them done in less than a fortnight. Oh, you what? Oh, I see, yes. Well, no, I, I, I wondered if you could help me. Well, I'm very busy. I've got 400 pillowcases of bag wash to sort out. <laughs> This won't take long. I, I just wondered if you'd noticed a young lady standing outside your shop just now. No girls stand still in this district. Very inadvisable. <laughs> Keep moving round here. That's the best thing. Now, if you don't mind, the van will be here in a minute. I've got to get my washing sorted out. Bye-bye. Just a moment. Well, what now? Perhaps she came in. Did she have any washing with her? I shouldn't think so. And why is she coming here? Because I arranged to meet her here. I'm sorry, you can't meet people in here. This is a cleaner's mate, not a coffee bar. But I arranged to meet her outside here. You're not very romantic, are you? Meeting her outside in laundry. Well, it wasn't a laundry when I arranged to meet her. It was a restaurant, Le Café de la Belle Marguerite. Oh, you mean dirty dicks. <laughs> well, I don't know what the colloquials do it as. Oh, my Lord, you are behind the times. Dirty dicks closed down before the war. I'm sorry, I can't help you. Would you like your jacket clean? No, I wouldn't. No, I'm surprised, really. It's a bit dirty, isn't it? Still, there we are. There's not the money about these days, is there? So you haven't seen... No. A... Well, if you don't mind, I'll wait outside the shop. Yes, all right. You sure you don't want your jacket clean? No, I don't. I suppose you've got a washing machine. Yes, I have. I thought so. Killing our business, they are. Them and laundrettes. You know, if I had a good offer, I'd sell this place tomorrow. I'm sure you would. Mm. Well, goodbye. And don't forget... Are you if... interested? No. Oh, it's a good business, really. It's just that I've lost interest. What about your two friends outside? No. They're not interested in laundries. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> so you don't want to buy it? No. And you don't want your jacket clean? No. How is it you're not working in the middle of the week? Mind your own business. <laughs> yeah. Liberty. On strike, I suppose. <laughs> what are you out for? More money? I thought so. Money mad, some people. Money, money, money. Oh, you'll be ashamed of yourself. I'm fed up with this country. As soon as... Uh, I'm going, I'm going as soon as I get my papers through. Good, clear off. Yes. <laughs> I'm going, don't worry, I've passed my medical. I am surprised. <laughs> yes, I've got a Canada, I think. I'll be a lumberjack. I think you'll be a lumber, whatever you do. <laughs> it don't take very long to get there now, you know. Now they've got the St Lawrence open. How absolutely fascinating. Well, I must go. It's been very nice talking to you. I don't get much company in here. It's very lonely, just me and the steam presses. How sad. Mm. I crack walnuts in them, you know. <laughs> now, there's a bit of news. Look, I must go. I've got to meet this lady. Well, if she comes in, I'll tell you a call. What name is it? Hancock. 
Miss Hancock. <laughs> it's my name that's Hancock. Oh, you're Mr. Hancock. Why didn't you say that? I've got a letter for you. A woman gave it to me just before you come in. Oh, for crying out loud, why didn't you say so? Well, I didn't know your name was Hancock, did I? You could have been anybody. Where's the letter? The lady gave me five bob. Oh, here you are, then. Oh, thank you, because business isn't very good. After all, this is an assaulting office, you know. Here's the letter, and I do hope it's good news. It says, Dear Anthony, as the restaurant isn't there anymore... Give it I... to me! The <laughs> source of some people. As the restaurant isn't there anymore, I didn't want to stand outside. Very why? So you'll find me in the coffee bar about 200 yards up on the left... How oh, I'm looking forward to seeing you again after all these years. You're Olive. Oh, how sweet. She didn't forget me after all. Mm. She turned up. After 25 years, she turned up. Oh, I wish I could find a woman like that. Is anything... Is anything wrong? That's nothing. I, it's just that she... She must still love me, and I, I can't see properly. <laughs> Everything's gone misty. Have you got a handkerchief? I'm telling you. No, I'm afraid... Oh, yes, here you are. I'll use this shirt out of Mrs. Cravat's clean wash. <laughs> it's not iron jet. She won't notice. Thank you very much. I don't know what you must think of it. I don't usually break down. Now, this is a very emotional time I'm going through at the moment. I understand. It was the same when my earjog ran away. <laughs> if you'll excuse me, I must go to her. Of course, and good luck. And good luck to you in Canada. I'll name the first one after you. Oh, thank you. What's your name? Arbathnot. <laughs> yeah, well, perhaps not then. <laughs> Goodbye and thank you. Well, what a charming gentleman in there. He's off to Canada, you know. His name's Arbuthnot. I don't... I don't care what his name is. What about the bird? Sid, isn't it wonderful? She's here. She's turned up. Oh, great. Where is she? Is she a doll? What's her figure like? She got good legs? What's her measurements? Oh, be quiet, you hot-blooded maniac. <laughs> well, where is she? Come on, where is she? She's waiting for me in the coffee bar down the road. Well, come on, then. What are you waiting for? Let's go and have a shifty. I'm getting dead fed up with this bird already, and I haven't even seen her yet. <laughs> oh, you'll like her, Sid. I know you will. She's the sweetest girl who ever drew breath. You know something, Sid? All of a sudden, all those love songs take on a new meaning. I never before realised the hidden depths of Don't Tread on My Blue Suede Shoes and <laughs> Hutsut Rolson on the Rillerar and a Bola Bola Suet. <laughs> Come to the coffee house. I can't wait to see it. Come on, let's run. Oh, blimey. Is this it? The only coffee house down here. Have a look. I can't. I'm too nervous. Have a look through the plants. Can you see her? I don't know. The place is packed with women. Let's have a look. Oh, dear. Sid, I don't know which one it is. Well, let's go in. She'll see you. Yes, but she doesn't know what I look like either. And there's other men in there as well. She wouldn't know which one was me. Well, we can't stop here looking through the window. Try and think of some way you could recognise her. Well, she was four foot six tall. That's no help. They're all sitting down. <laughs> well, is there anybody with their feet not touching the floor? <laughs> she must have grown a bit by now, mate. Oh, it's of course. Well, she had pigtails. No, no pigtails. A freckled nose. No freckles. A gym slip above her knees. Not a 34, boy. <laughs> Excuse your loaf. Well, that's the only way I know. Wait a minute. Are there any of them with skates on? I don't think so. Well, that's it, then. I don't know anything else about her. 
Well, why don't you go round the tables asking? There are 40 women in there. You get thrown out after the second table. Look, Hancock, try and think. Did she have any peculiar features that she'd still have now? How dare you? What are you implying? Oh, blimey, nothing. <laughs> I'm only trying to help. Wait a minute. Come to think of it, yes. What? She had a peculiar shaped mole. Yes, she'd still have it as well. Well, that's more like it. Where was it? <laughs> I think it'd be safer to go up and ask which one's on it. <laughs> Anything else? No, nothing. Oh, but there must have been something you had in common. Something you would immediately recognize each other by. What about a favorite tune? Everybody remembers their tune. Oh, of course. Yes, our tune. Oh, how that brings back memories. Good. Well, we'll all go in whistling it and she'll know it's you. What was it? Chopin's Nocturne in B-flat. <laughs> I'm not going in whistling that. <laughs> I don't know how it goes anyway. What about the dance tunes? You must have had a favorite tune. Yes, I remember. There was one we always liked, called Elmer's Tune. Can you remember it? Of course I can. What makes a lady of 80 go out on the loose? What makes a gander meander in such of a goose? What puts yes, the kiki in the chicky in the man Yes, all right, I it's remember. It's just Elmer's Tune. Yes, I remember. The charmer, the farmer, the Yes, co- thank you. Oh, I was enjoying it. <laughs> well, that's it then. We go in whistling that, right? I don't know it. Can I whistle the wild colonial boy? What's the point of that? That wouldn't ring a bell. Now, follow us. I'll keep quiet. Open the door, Sid. Right. After three. One... Two, three. Is anybody looking? They all are. Excuse me, excuse me. Do you mind? No busking in here, if you please. We are not busking. Well, would you mind sitting down, then? Now, what do you want? Uh, Four cappuccinos, please. There's only three of you. We're waiting for a lady named Olive. Ollie, anybody turn round? No, she couldn't have heard you. Oh, make it three then. Anything to eat? No. This is the restaurant part. No coffee without food. Well, we'll go to another part then. Oh, you can't. We're full up. What do you want to eat? Oh, very well. Uh, one apple strudel, one rum bar bar and a croissant confiture. What's that? Bread and jam. It's for you. <laughs> All right, we're in. What do we do now? I don't know. One of these women is my Ollie, but which one? One of these strangers is the girl I swore to marry. Strange thing, Sid, when you're in the same room with your future wife and you don't know which one it is. It's, it's rather eerie. Yeah. Yes. Mmm. Yes. Why don't they call it bread and jam? <laughs> oh, he's a drag, isn't he? I'm contemplating. Do you mind? Here, here. Do you know there's some nice-looking birds here? Why don't you go up to one of them and take a chance? Yeah, look, that one over there. Go up and ask her. Yeah, but suppose she's not Olive. It doesn't matter. She's the best-looking one in the room. So if it's not Olive, it means that Olive isn't so good-looking as her. So what do you want to waste your time on an old crow for? <laughs> Looks don't matter, Sid. And if Olive saw me chatting to a strange bird, she might misunderstand. But Olive doesn't know what you look like. She wouldn't know it was you chatting to the good-looking bird. In any case, a good-looking bird might be receptive to you chatting to her, in which case you could slide out of here and forget about Olive. Only a cad and a bounder would do that after 25 years. She's not bad, though, is she? You fancy her, then? Yes, I must admit she is rather a personable lady. In any case, she might very well be Olive, mightn't she? Hey, hey, look, look, she's seen you looking at her. She's smiling at you. Go on, boy, get in. It's your birthday. No, I don't. (laughs) I don't like to. I'm shy. I wouldn't know what to say. Well, you ask her if she's Olive. Oh, what if she says no? Then you say, well, never mind. How about a rambarba? Go on, hurry up. Oh, blimey, you're too late now. She's got up and gone. 
Well, at least that proves she's not Olive. Hey, look, there's another crowd getting up. They must be office workers going back to work. Well, that settles it, then. We'll stay put to the last one's left, and that'll be my Olive. Three more cappuccinos, please, miss. Uh, another three cappuccinos, please. Oh, blimey, no, no more. I'm up to here in froth as it is. <laughs> two left, two women left. Now, which one is Olive? I can't see what they're like, can you? No, they've both got their back to us. Hello, one's getting up. Yes, she's going. Well, here you are, Hancock. Now you know. That's Olive over there. Olive? My Olive. Face to back after 25 years. <laughs> well, go on, go over and speak to her. Walk over to her, tap her on the shoulder, she'll turn around and you'll be together again. Oh, how romantic. I think I'm going to cry. You dare. Well, go on. Go back to your sweetheart. Go on. Yes. All right. Olive. I'm coming to you, Olive. Hang on a minute. She's getting up. I bet she's coming over to you. Go on, then you meet her in the middle of the floor. Yes. Yes. What's the matter? She's horrible. <laughs> She's Olive. It's your Olive. 25 years you waited for her. I've changed my mind. Quick, hi, duck your ears. Look the other way. Which one of you gentlemen is Anthony Hancock? He is. Who is? You is. We were just going, weren't we, Sid? Yes, Bill. Well, cheerio, Tony. Oh, fellas, come back, please. Oh, I was... Anthony, it's been so long. I've waited Look, for you all You've got these the years. wrong fella. I've longed I'm to too, see you too again. too tall for you. You haven't changed Look, a bit. You're not my and type. And I want you to know I still love you like I yeah, did but... all those years ago. Oh, well, how about a rum barber? <laughs> you're a louse, aren't you? Did you know like that? No, it was the kindest way, Sid. It would never have worked out. The minute I saw her face, I realised her father was right. Class must marry class. <laughs> Bill will take care of it. He's not fussy. Anyway, <laughs> that's the way it goes. <sighs> What's tomorrow, Sid? 26th. The 26th? Of this month? Yes. Oh, no, not another one. <laughs> yes, little Helen Trubshaw, a little darling. I met her just after Olive. She knew I was unhappy. She, I was on the rebound, you know. She was a very understanding girl. So we made a pact to meet again when we grew up. So I gave her my bag of marbles and a conker. She was a lovely little girl, she was. I remember the day we said goodbye, it was only yesterday. You're not listening, are you? Yes, I am. No, you're not. Your eyes were wandering. Anyway, this Ellen, she was a big girl. She was. She got... That was Hancock's Half Hour, starring Tony Hancock with Sidney James, Bill Kerr, Kenneth Williams and Patricia Hayes. Theme and incidental music composed and conducted by Wally Stott. Alan Simpson and Ray Galton wrote the script and the programme which was recorded was produced by Tom Ronald. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our latest visit to Railway Cuttings, the home of Tony Hancock, Sid James, Bill Kerr and Hattie Jakes. We'll be back tomorrow with mystery and suspense from Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson going live at 5pm GMT. As I mentioned earlier, we've got a supporter page, patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. And do please go check out our social media. Thanks for listening. 
I'll be with you seven days a week, each and every weekend. Lola and I, oh, there she is. We'll see you tomorrow at Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Love you. Bye.